Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. This is the SportsCapping.com football free pick podcast. It's your host, Jack Jones. We're on to Week 10 NFL and Week 11 college football. Brandon Lee and I are coming off a 4-1-1 week on our free picks. Brandon carried the load going 3-0, winning on Virginia Tech plus 17.5 over Notre Dame. Panthers minus 3.5 over the Titans. And a six-point teaser on the Cowboys and Steelers. I went 1-1-1. I won on Ole Miss plus 19.5 over Auburn. I had a very gross push on the Bucks plus 6 against the Seahawks as they lost by 6 in overtime. And I also lost my 10-point teaser uh, because of the Jaguars. Uh, nice sweep, Brandon. It was fun watching both our college football picks. Nearly went out right on Virginia Tech plus 17.5 and, and Ole Miss plus 19.5. Yeah, man, it's been going pretty well. I think I'm on like a 9-3 and three run in the last four weeks on the podcast. Uh, so, you know, definitely starting to feel better about things. And I I, de- I watched that Bucks game. I, I had the over, and uh, that was a brutal loss, but uh, I'm sorry about that one. Yeah, up 21-7. to seven. Um, And then, uh, you know, covering 90% of the game and find themselves down seven. At least they scored a touchdown and tied it up, but needed Seattle to make that uh, 40-yard field goal. Yeah. And, of course, they didn't. And then Seattle gets the – as soon as Seattle won the kickoff, I knew where I was doing because they couldn't stop them from scoring, so – yeah, it was a tough one to take. It kind of, kind of uh, exemplifies how my football season's going so far, for the most part. Uh, having a really good NFL season, actually, but not not great in college football. But that one hurt. Those those ones hurt. You need to win those. Um, anyways, our four one and one week brings us to one seventy six, one twenty and ten. The last four seasons, fifty nine percent winners. Thousand dollar per game betters up. 44,000. Uh, let's put together two straight winning weeks here, Brandon. Brandon, a hurdle. Uh, we haven't been good at overcoming. Uh, what's your college football free pick for Saturday? Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Wake Forest minus two and a half on the road against Virginia Tech. I just feel like this is too good a, pa- a price to pass up with uh, the Demon Deacons laying uh, under three here. I think a big a big reason that we're seeing the line this line a little lower than what I feel like it should be is the fact that Wake Forest does have a massive game on deck against Clemson. However, you know, if you ask Dave Clawson, I'm sure he's going to tell you this, next week's game doesn't mean anything if if they don't win this one. So um, I expect a big effort here from Wake Forest. Now, I gave out Virginia Tech last week, as you mentioned, um, and so much of that had to do uh, with the fact that, you know, I wanted – I really didn't like the situation for Notre Dame. Uh, I saw a ton of value with the Hokies, the fact that they were coming off a bye and facing a deflated Irish team uh, that just had their playoff uh, hopes crushed the week before. It played out just as expected. Uh, Notre Dame did everything they could to give the game away. They had an interception in the red zone early that took points off the board. Then they had a catastrophic fumble in the final seconds of the first half that Virginia Tech returned 98 yards for a score. Uh, Notre Dame threw another pick in Virginia Tech territory later in that game, as well as missing a chip shot field goal. They outgained the Hokies 442 to 240 with a 25 to 12 edge in first downs. Uh, I mean, that's just, you know, what happens when you're not 100% locked in. And, you know, now I have. You know, a lot of people might be thinking, well, Virginia Tech covered, I'm on them. Uh, you know, it. they did get outplayed in that game, but and the fact that they lost, but for me, it's how they lost. Um, 
there's some losses that sting a little more than others. Uh, losing in the final seconds in historic Notre Dame Stadium uh, is not one Virginia Tech is going to forget. Um, I think it's going to those you know ones where you you feel like you're going to win and you lose later, the toughest ones to bounce back from. And I also think it's important to note that you know while Virginia Tech is in this close race in the ACC Coastal. They can lose this game and still win that division uh, as long as they win their last three. So it, it, the, the pressure's not like they don't, it's not a must win. So I think it adds to them uh, maybe having a letdown here. And I, on top of all this, I think Wake Forest is simply the better team. Um, I think they got something special going on this season. Uh, and I, I absolutely love the matchup here. Wake Forest is built around their passing game. It's ninth in the country at 323.6 yards per game. Uh, Virginia Tech is one of the worst secondaries in the country. They're 109th, giving up 261.5 yards per game. Uh, and head coach Dave Clawson has not let his teams uh, suffer letdowns off big wins. Uh, he's the As a head coach, he's 11-1 against the spread. Last 12 times, his team's come off a conference win by 21 or more. Uh, give me Wake Forest minus 2.5. You know, I actually lean the other way in this game. I think it will be easy for Virginia Tech to come back motivated this week. I don't think there will be a hangover from that last second loss to Notre Dame. They have a ranked Wake Forest team coming to Blacksburg. If it was some cupcake they were playing, I'd be more concerned. Uh, Virginia Tech still has a clear path to win the ACC Coastal. They trail Virginia by one game and still play them at the end of the season. Their next three games, all winnable against Wake at Georgia Tech and at home against Pitt. Um Hokies 3-1 and one straight up since their bad loss to Duke. Their only loss coming by that one point at Notre Dame. Upset Miami on the road. Upset North Carolina at home. What makes me hesitant here is that starting quarterback Hendon Hooker is questionable with a knee injury. Hooker was the key to Virginia Tech's resurgence. Uh, I'm just not a uh, – he, he had a 7-0 to, to touchdown interception ratio in, those, in that three-game winning streak. Um, I'm just not a – huge Wake Forest believer. They have taken advantage of an easy schedule. Six home games compared to two road games. One of those road games at Rice, the other at Boston College. Uh, now their schedule gets much tougher the rest of the way with three of their final four on the road. Wake Forest has gone four and one in, game, in games decided by six points or less. Been very fortunate in close games. I certainly lean Virginia Tech, but I'll be waiting to hear on the status of Hooker uh, before I get involved. Yeah, I understand that. I just think there's a different uh, mentality that comes with different teams when they're ranked. I, I think a, a, a ranked Wake Forest is not the same as uh, a ranked Ohio State or any any of those big programs. I just, I, I just, uh, I, I guess I disagree. I, I don't think Virginia Tech's going to be 100 percent locked in here. Yeah, we well, usually we agree on most things. Uh, so it's good to have a little debate here, and you know. You know, the motivation in this game is definitely huge as far as will Virginia Tech be motivated or not. And, uh, you know, I can see your point. I also don't think it matters. In some degree, I don't think even even if Virginia Tech is 100% motivated, I, I still think Wake Forest Wake wins. Forest is the better team. Yeah. Right. Like I said, I, I would need Hooker to play because their backup quarterback against Notre Dame was terrible. Um, Hooker, seven, like I said, seven and nothing touchdown interception ratio. Plus he's got, he's, he's a good dual threat um, um, guy. So he just adds a dynamic to the offense. So, yep, won't be getting involved unless, unless he's in there. Um, I'm going to stay in the ACC. I'm going to go with Boston College minus two at home against Florida State. Uh, Florida State had their 36-year 30, bowl streak snapped. Last season with a 5-7 and seven record, it was the longest streak in college football. They have no motivation now to keep that streak alive because it was snapped last year. I have no doubt players are just ready to be done 
with this disastrous season. Willie Taggart was fired over the weekend after an ugly 10-27 home loss to rival Miami. The Seminoles managed just 203 yards against Miami. We're outgained by 150 yards. Now Odell Haggins takes over as interim coach. Uh, and while he's trying to say all the right things, I just don't think the players are going to respond. I expect them to lose this game at Boston College and the regular season finale at Florida miss, to miss out on a bowl yet again. Boston College is really showing some life here down the stretch. Few teams have been more undervalued than the Eagles. 5-1 and one against the spread their last six games. Only losses coming at Clemson to Wake Forest by three and at Louisville by two. Uh, they beat NC State by 21. One at Syracuse by 31 in two of their last three games that surrounded the blowout loss to Clemson. Uh, their offense racked up 532 yards on NC State, including 429 rushing. 691 yards on Syracuse, rushed for 496. Uh, look for their offensive line to dominate Florida State's defensive line and win the battle in the trenches um, against a, a Florida State team that I really don't think is going to care too much this week. Uh, the Eagles know. This is their best chance to clinch a bowl game, as they sit at 5-4. and four. They still have road games coming up against Notre Dame and Pitt to close out the season, uh, ending a stretch of four of their final five games away from home. That also makes a senior day for them as it's their final home, ga- home game, adding to their motivation. Uh, Seminoles won 8-3 against the spread their last 12 road games against a team with a winning home record. Uh, Eagles 7-2 and two against the spread their last night against a team with a losing record. Uh, give me Boston College. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I, I, I guess I'm probably going to go the other way here. I actually really considered giving out Florida State this week in the podcast. Um, I, I haven't been that impressed with Boston College this year. I think a lot of their wins are against some really bad teams, especially defensively bad teams. Um, and I absolutely love teams after they fire their head coach. I think it puts the players on notice, and I, I think you see just a different mentality um, because they kind of almost feel responsible for their coach getting fired. And I, I believe Taggart was the problem. I mean, the, the ta- there's no question the talent is there at Florida State. It's When, when it doesn't work, it's, it basically comes down to the coaching. So uh, we've seen some good things out of the Seminoles team this year. Um, and I, I would lean that way. To me, I, I feel like the narrative right now is all bad for Florida State and the book's have Boston College sitting there laying less than a field goal, enticing you uh, to take the Eagles. So, uh, good chance I'm on uh, the other side in this one. Wow, double disagreement. Maybe yeah. the first time all year. That's all right, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- those two games, this one especially, you got to figure out the motivation more than anything. And I think I got a good beat on it. But, but yeah, it can't be any worse without Taggart for sure. Um, all right, what do you like in the NFL this week? Yeah, I'm going to take the Bears minus two and a half at home uh, against the Detroit Lions. And you want to talk about public perception. I don't think it could be much worse than it is right now with Chicago. Um, and I, I think it's created some unbelievable value with the Bears laying less than a field goal at home. Uh, there's no denying that Trubisky is not playing well. Uh, but at the same time, I, mean, I don't think he can play much worse than he has. Um, and if anything, he's due for a good game. Um one thing I think that gets overlooked with the Bears and uh, Trubisky's tro- struggles this year is that Chicago's played a pretty tough uh, schedule so far. They've faced a lot of really good defensive teams. I think the only team I would maybe say that wasn't you know, top half of the league defensively, that's the Redskins, and they put up 31 points. He threw for over 230 yards and three touchdowns in that game. Uh, Detroit's defense... 
um, has been holding them back all season long, and they are not good against the pass. Lions 30th in the NFL, giving up 288.4 yards per game. Another thing here, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the Bears' offensive struggle during all the Bears' offensive struggles of late. Uh, rookie running back David Montgomery has quietly started to get things going. While well, he had just 40 yards against the Eagles, he scored twice in the second half and had a lot of nice runs. When they started feeding him the ball um, in those in the third quarter, that's when they made their push. And had they got the ball back late and got that stop, I think they might have pulled off a miracle there. Uh, a week before, he had 135 yards against the Chargers, and we just saw what uh, Los Angeles defense did to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Lions' run defense has not been good of late, giving up 165 or more in three of their last four. Uh, I think we could see Chicago's offense come to life here. But even if they don't, uh, this Bears defense is going to make life very difficult on Matthew Stafford. Uh, Detroit's offense just has not been the same since they lost on Johnson to a seizing knee injury. Uh, Stafford has faced 30 played in 30 games in his career where he's faced a team that gives up 15 to 21 points, uh, you know, good defensive teams. He's won six times in those games. Bears are 18 and seven against the spread last 25 at home off three straight losses. They've covered 22 of 30 at home after two games where they had a ne- negative turnover margin. Uh, give me Chicago minus two and a half on Sunday. You know, it's type of play I'd usually be on too, buying low on a team like the Bears. It's just hard to get on board with them right now. 0-4 straight up, 0-4 against the spread the last four. Uh, their offense ranks 29th. Total offense, 266.8 yards per game. It's only a matter of time before Chicago's defense says enough is enough and, uh, you know, just kind of packs it in too. Uh, they, only, they only hold opposing – they can only hold opposing offensive down for so long. Uh, last week the Bears had negative 10 yards with less than two minutes remaining in the first half against the Eagles. Uh, Mitch Trubisky – the progression just isn't there for him. Uh, I think they'd be better going, going, better off going with Chase Daniel. Chicago's getting outgained by nearly 70 yards per game on the season. They may have some success against a shaky Detroit defense, but Detroit clearly has the better offense. Stafford's having a huge season, guiding the Lions to 391.2 yards per game, ranking fifth in the NFL in total offense, their third in passing offense. Stafford completing 70, 64.3% of his passes for 2,500 yards, averaging 8.6 per attempt with a 19-5 to touchdown interception ratio uh detroit six and zero against the spread last six games off a non-conference game the lions 10 and 3 10 3 and 1 against the spread the last 14 against a team with a losing record uh, if i have to choose a side i'm taking the lions but i'll probably just use the lions plus eight and a half and some teasers this week and hope we uh, can get a middle here for the listeners yeah sounds good uh um good luck with that <laughs> over three agreement uh i'm not going to be on the lions uh on my premium card i'll just tell you that much so like i said not a game i'm, I'm loving but i definitely like the lions in a teaser uh, makes me like it even more than nobody you'll hear nobody betting the bears this week that nobody bet the bears against the eagles last week nobody bet them against the chargers i had the bears last week well i, I just mean I like the majority of people did not you know what I mean? Like they're 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 definitely not taking any bets. I get it, but the Eagles are a team that's actually good. The Lions aren't. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Uh, the Lions do have an offense, but I, I don't think the Lions are that bad. They're def- right. they're definitely improved. But yeah, you're getting them under a field goal here. I like I said, I don't blame you. Uh, I'm not going to be on the Lions. Just uh, kind of uh, one of those things. I cannot. I can't take the Bears until I see it. You know. Um, for sure. 
I'm going to take the Rams minus three and a half at the Steelers. I love the spot for the Rams this week. Coming off a bye following their win, win over the Bengals in London. They'll be rested and ready to go today or uh, on Sunday. Uh, the Rams have been dominant defensively since trading for Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey, uh, to give their secondary a huge, huge boost, they gave up 10 points at Atlanta, 10 points to the Bengals. Outscored those two teams by 41 points at an average of 20 and a half points a game. Steelers, I think, are getting too much respect after uh, their three-game winning streak. It's come against the Chargers, Dolphins, and Colts. The, the Chargers gave the game away with three turnovers. Dolphins gave the game away with four turnovers. Colts gave the game away with three turnovers. Um, Pittsburgh has been relying on turnovers all season, as you can see. Uh, the Rams have only committed one turnover the last three games combined. Not a team that gives the ball away. Steelers were lucky to have Jacoby Brissett get injured against the Col- or for the Colts last week. Had to face Brian Hoyer instead. They still nearly lost. Adam Vinatieri missed a 41-yard field goal at the end. I just don't see how the Steelers can keep up on the scoreboard. They just don't have the firepower to match Jared Goff. Uh, The Steelers rank 28th in total offense at 290 yards a game. Mason Rudolph just not very good. The the offense is predictable. Uh, Short passing game with a majority of passes going to running backs even. Uh, The Steelers are averaging 6.4 per attempt. 29th in the league. They're also 26th in rushing, uh, 88.4 yards per game. Sean McVay, perfect 7-0 against the spread against teams that rush for 90 or fewer yards per game. As the coach of Los Angeles, the Rams are winning by 20 points per game in this spot. Uh, Rams 6-0 against the spread their last six road games. Uh, So they've been covering machines away from home. Uh, Give me the Rams. Yeah, uh, finally some sense coming out of you in this podcast. Uh, (laughs) I, I agree here. On uh, the Rams uh, minus three and a half, I, I do think we're seeing a little bit of value um, with uh, or Pittsburgh's getting a little too much respect uh, given what they've done here of late. I mean, they've won four or five, three in a row, but none of them are really impressive. And you can just kind of see how things could unravel for them pretty quickly. Uh, they, you know, while, you know, turnovers are typically a thing that regress one way or the other, they've. They've racked up a lot of them in, in just about every game that they played, which is one thing that kind of scares me here. Uh, I did have the uh, McVay stat circled. I, I think that makes a lot of mi- or the the how a seven and zero record against the spread against teams that run for ninety or less. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. You know, the the Rams are a very up tempo, you know, fast offense, and when the more times they get the ball, the better chances they have of succeeding. And you know, the basically what that stat tells you is when. When you can't run the ball and keep them off the field, you got no chance. And uh, I think that's what we're going to see here. Another thing, uh, road teams that are favored coming off a bye have been money-making machines in the NFL for about 30-plus years now. 157, 64% against the spread going back to 1983. Uh, I'm on board here, and I'll probably have them as a premium play too. What's the? Uh, I knew I knew the road teams were dominant. What's that stat again? Uh, so road teams that are favored with two or more weeks of rest are 157, uh, 64% against this friend. 100 and 50, 157. Ah, gotcha. That's what threw me off. I was like 157 and <laughs> no, no. No, I probably I should have threw an and in there. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. It just, the fact that it landed right on a hundred, it made it confusing. That's right. all. That's a great stat. And I'm glad your, your, uh, point about the, uh, teams that can't run the ball makes 100% sense to me against a team like the Rams. You got to keep that offense off the field. Steelers won't be able to do it. And uh, I think if the Rams get up 7 nothing, I think this game's over, honestly. Um, 
That's yeah, they can't keep getting. I mean, I mean, they've got like two plus turnovers, and I want to say like six games in a row. It's but been unbelievable. The Rams have not turned the ball over. That is one thing I noticed. They they don't have very many turnovers this year. So, and you think coming out of the bye, they're going to be pretty sharp too. So you you would think so. Yeah, this number seems real short. I'm actually they, shocked it's moving the way it's moving. Um, and they definitely seem to that, that Ramsey trade. It, it it brought some life into that team for sure. Yeah, it kind of showed the you know, hey, we're all in again this season. Let's go. Kind of, kind of attitude, and their defense has shut. I mean, they shut down a, a really good Atlanta offense. The Bengals had some yards, but it mostly came in the second half. Um, still held them to 10 points. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad we agree on one of our four. There uh, we go. <laughs> all right, let's 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 give the listeners a couple NFL teaser winners. Brandon, what's your favorite teaser this week? Yeah, I, I'm not going to get too crazy here. I'm going to take what I feel like is uh, the probably the most obvious three-team 10-pointer on the board. We're going to take the Ravens from minus 10 to a minus pick uh, to pick them at Cincinnati. We're going to take the same exact tease with the Colts at home against the Dolphins. And uh, we'll take our chances with New Orleans minus three from minus uh, 13 at home against the Falcons. Yeah, man, pretty standard here. Teasing three double digit favorites all the way down to a field goal or less. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with a six-point teaser on the Lions plus eight and a half and the 49ers as a pick em. Going against your Bears here, teasing the Lions through the key numbers of three to seven, up to eight and a half. Lions have only lost one game all season by more than seven. I'm also teasing the 49ers from minus six down to pick em at home against uh, the Seahawks, uh, where I think they will uh, keep their unbeaten streak going here and, and get a win. Yeah, there you go. You might want a towel ready. You got to sweat out that Lions uh, teaser cover there. <laughs> Well, I mean, if Trubisky goes off this week, I guess I'll just take I'll just take it on the chin. <laughs> He's definitely going to have a better game than he. He has. should. If he doesn't, they but should bench him. I think this Lions offense this has it. been pretty good. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, like I said, I I said I hope we get get that middle there because I won't have any money on the Lions at plus two and a half. I will for sure. I'd love the teaser though. Um, all right, Brandon, basketball season's officially here with College Hoops starting last night and uh, joining the NBA, which has already started. Uh, give the listeners some of your basketball records and maybe a package they should buy. Yeah, man, I, everything is going really well. We're, we're on a 13-4 and all-sports run right now. Uh, we got a 62% run over my last 66 in the NBA, 41-25. and 25. Uh, Also, I have been destroying college basketball early in the year uh, for several seasons now. Uh, 120 and 69, 63% on all my college basketball plays in November and December. I believe that's over the last three plus years, um, profiting 61,000 over my last 1,000 plus basketball plays. So uh, while while football is still in full swing, we will be cashing uh, plenty of tickets on the hardwood as well. Yeah, man, exciting time of year. It's great. It's great to have college hoops back. Uh, Definitely, basketball is my best sport. Number one ranked basketball capper all time at sports capping thousand dollar per game players, up over one hundred seventy thousand since two thousand twelve. NBA and college basketball combined, number one ranked NBA all time. Also, eight no NBA run the last six days, so really heating up on in the NBA right now. Four top ten college basketball finish finishes the last eight years. Get my NBA and college basketball season packages for six hundred each. If you bought them separately, that would cost you twelve hundred. Save three hundred. Instead, get my NBA and college basketball season pass combo for $900. Um, sign up for a premium package from Brandon and I at sportscapping.com or betfirm.com. Hit me up on Twitter at betfirmjack. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, and uh, we'll be back next week with six more free picks for Week 11 NFL and Week 12 college football.
Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.